my name's Victoria Jones, and I'm in the business of empowering people to become successful business owners. Through this podcast, I want to equip you with the knowledge and inspiration needed to kickstart your business, build your brand, and begin your entrepreneurial journey. I'll be interviewing the world's most successful business leaders, innovators, and influencers. We'll delve deep into how they launch their business, the tips they've learned along the way, and reveal what it takes to succeed. Today, I'm interviewing Joey Hurl, founder and editor of The Coco Hub, which is a destination for all things health and wellness. Joey has built an engaged community around her brand by sharing wellness advice, happiness tips, health hacks, recipes, and yoga guidance. Joey wants people to live their healthiest and happiest lives. So she has a great mission. And um, she's also been working closely with meditation guru Tom Cronin from The Stillness Project on an amazing film called The Portal, which is a documentary looking at how humanity can move out of a state of crisis, something that we definitely need at the moment after all the um, bushfires that are happening, and how meditation, stillness and mindfulness can transform the world. So today I will be chatting to Joey about how she has transitioned from her corporate job um, and made her side hustle, which was the Coco Hub, into a full-time gig. And she's had that self-belief to um, to become self-employed, which I know a lot of listeners have these amazing passion projects and side hustles, but they're scared to go full-time or they don't know how to earn money from it. So I think, yeah, I'd love to chat to you today around how you've done that. Sounds good. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the Coco Hub, how you came up with the idea, when you started started it all? Sure. So back in 2015, I started um, what was then known as Coconuts and Salty Kisses. Um, yeah. And it was pretty much a blog and just my way of sharing wellness tips, happiness hacks and lots of I don't know recipes and things that kind of helped me on my own wellness journey and I really wanted to share that with the world or as many people who would want to listen um because it everything that I was learning had helped me so much and I wanted to help others yeah and then do you feel like how have you grown that audience and you know because lots of people would start something and then how do you attract that community and, and get people knowing about the Coco Hub. Yeah, it's it's taken time. Um, and as you mentioned before, it was a passion project to start with. So um, for many years, it would be, you know, I'd get home from work and blog on something. And um, it, it really took time to kind of grow it and grow the audience. Um, and we're still pretty small at the moment. Um, but um, I got to a point in 2018 where I kind of moved it more into a wellness publications, kind of moving away from the blog format. Yeah. Um, and I got some writers in and I wanted kind of people, experts from different industries to to write for the Coco Hub. So it kind of moved in that direction gradually. But um, due to visa issues, I actually couldn't monetize it for until the end of 2018 so for many years it was literally a passion project um, which I loved doing um, but I always you can't turn it into a full-time business if you're not making money from it can you exactly so I always had a dream that I would but um, I knew it would take a bit of time and a bit of patience to get to that point so um, as soon as um, I had the right visa to be able to do that. Um, I started to monetize um, the Cocoa Hub, but actually 
um, not moved away from the website, but I was focusing very much on um, the Cocoa Hub was almost like the banner of like the overall business. And then underneath that sat the website, my yoga business, which is Jogi Yoga. So they kind of all sit with each other. Yeah. They all kind of connect. And then I've been working, as you mentioned before, on um, an incredible film and on some retreats with um, Tom Cronin. So last year was... Um, the first year that I monetized the business and that I was able to um, and it was the end of 2018 as soon as I was able to monetize the business I actually quit my job um, probably quite abruptly yeah what <laughs> um, so firstly how did you monetize it did you start monetizing it while you were working um, I, I couldn't legally yeah um, but as soon as I was able to, I started teaching yoga. So that yeah. was a bit of side income. Um, and then through my yoga, and I was, I believe in the universe and divine timing so much. And through my yoga, I actually met Jack DeLosa, who runs the Entourage. Yeah. And I started teaching him and his company. Um, through Jack, I then met Tom, because um, Jack had been on one of Tom's retreats. Yeah. Um, and then... Through on the when I first met Tom, he was looking for someone to take over running his retreats, and I thought that's the most perfect, perfect opportunity. And it's aligned with with everything what you're doing. that I do and what I believe. Um, and then I a week later, he was like, "We have a retreat in a week. Do you want to come?" And I was like, "Yeah." Dropped everything. I think quit I was, your job. Then I was before. still in my full time job, so I actually yeah. um, luckily they let me have a week's um, holiday. Yeah, and. Um, I went along to the retreat, um, worked closely with Tom on that to kind of learn how it all works and how you run a retreat. Um, and I also noticed that he was fairly busy with another project at the time. And so I asked him about that and that was the film. Um, so that's the portal. He, he'd been working on that for seven years. Um, and I kind of came in at a time where it was just being finalized and like the final edits were being made. Um, and I offered my time for free at the time because um, I just was really passionate about the film and the concept and I just wanted to be part of it so and um, do you look back on because I remember doing quite a lot of things for free when I yeah. first started and I look back and I was like oh, I totally wasn't valuing myself yeah I would say to people starting out make sure you charge from your time from the outset 100% that's you, a big yeah. learning that I've learned yeah. and as well teaching yoga I think you almost feel like you want to be of service and you want to help the community so you feel bad even te um, charging, charging for your services um, so I started by charging a really low amount per hour and to be honest that's caused a few issues because then it's quite hard to go from that low point to where you probably should then be charge yeah so, I um, found exactly that like yeah. you just I ended up working with influencers and helping them build their brand and doing all this extra stuff for them yeah um and worked on a tv show and and got well, you know and wasn't charging for it yeah. because I just loved doing it and they say you you don't value or you don't you know what comes easy easily to you and what you're passionate yeah. about because you're loving doing it that's so you it. think yeah you, you don't think to charge but actually yeah. that's what you should be charging for because that's 
what you're really good at absolutely and I think you know as a yoga teacher for example we've all invested a lot of money into the training and and we continue to you know every training is you know between a couple of thousand to you know five thousand you know potentially more so you are we are investing a lot in the training that we're doing yeah um and so you know you do deserve to be paid for that service and I've kind of realized that so much over the last year because I definitely started off kind of not having the confidence in myself and I really undervalued what I was offering um but Tom actually was wonderful and even though I offered my services for free to start with yeah and I did a bit of work at the start pro bono he was actually wonderful and said from the start I want to pay you for the work that you're doing so we actually started off on that foot together which was brilliant and we've continued to work that way um, across the last year and do you feel like now you charge a lot more for your time? And I do, your- yeah. Um, I'm just um, starting to work with some new clients and also with my yoga teaching. Um, I kind of have gradually shifted the uh, the amount up to probably where it should have been from the, from the start. beginning. Yeah. Um, and the more training I do, the more confident I feel in my abilities and my skills and my offering. Um, kind of in business, so I think the more confident I get and the more training I do. Um, the happier I feel to probably charge the price that I should be charging. Yeah, well, you see some results. And I think um, a lot of people say, oh, just, you know, do it for free and get some testimonials or case studies. And I think you've had a whole career of, of, you know, working up to this. So you should be charging for, you know, from the outset. And and obviously you want to get results, but I think it's really important to charge for that time. Definitely. And I think, you know, from my perspective... I've been in the industry that I am in, so, you know, marketing, business growth, business development um, and partnerships for, you know, 12 to 13 years. So the skills that I'm bringing to the film and the skills that I'm bringing, um, you know, to other people that I'm consulting with, you know, I, I do have 12 years of experience. So, you know, and, you know, I was on a certain wage when I was in the corporate world and I'm certainly not earning that quite yet but um I why do is have... it so hard do you think because everyone struggles with this I think... as when they go out on their own they really absolutely struggle and I say it's only I think when you then start to employ people and then you charge a, you're yeah. paying that person I found and then so I was doing marketing for a brand and then I would be like well I have to pay this person yeah. to do the social media so and then you think well what's my hourly rate and what would I charge That's myself when out you, at? yeah when you figure out um I, there's been so many learnings in the last year of being in business and I think one of them is you know how many costs you do actually have for yourself so um it's, it's pretty hard figuring out your hourly rate when you first start out because yeah. um you have to remember that you've got to pay you know taxes on top of whatever and so pretty much you're earning half of what you are asking for because with everything on top you know taxes rent yeah everything else that you have to pay it you know it might be um mileage driving to and from yoga classes or um you've got to you know I had to get a new mac to get set up like all the equipment all the yoga equipment there's there's so much you have to invest at the start but then there's so many ongoing costs that you kind of don't realize that you have yeah um you know paying for an accountant because I'm no good with finances so um I think it is so important to invest in things like accountants but then that's just additional money that you've got to find from somewhere and pretty much you have to get that from your hourly wage yeah so I think once you start realizing that then you 
have to up your your rates because yeah, you, you can't to survive. To live. Yeah. And did you do that when you were working in your role? Did you sort of look at okay, how could I make this feasible? Where am I going to get different? Because you sounds like you've got a few different revenue streams, and yeah. this is something that I do say to people when they are looking at going full time on their passion project. You know, what are your current skill set now? Yeah. Could you do a little bit of freelance work on the side whilst you dedicate time to your business? And yeah. you know, what different things can you do? Don't just look at one way of getting Absolutely. revenue. Absolutely, yeah. I I created a spreadsheet before I quit my full time job and kind of figured out my different skills, as you say, and where I could earn money. Um, and it was pretty varied. You know, there was always going to be marketing consultancy because that you know is my background yeah. and business consultancy um you know so I I knew I'd have to kind of start by doing that before I could move into growing the website and growing my you know all of my own things my you know whilst it is all my own business the website and the yoga and the online courses and the workshops and the retreats that's kind of my dream but to be able to really focus on that and invest in that I also do at the moment need to continue consulting yeah Um, I think that's that's the way to do the transition that's the kind of I guess the safest way of doing it um using the skills that you already have from your full-time job and gradually moving towards what your ultimate passion is yeah um so yeah so I I literally had a spreadsheet and it was literally like you know what can I earn per month from creating an ebook what can I earn per month from teaching yoga from consulting from whatever else that might be so yeah, I think that's definitely, and that's how I did it too. I was like, well, my background's as a journalist, I can write. So yeah. um, I did write a travel blog and got paid for that. Yeah, exactly. And I did it every day actually. And it just took me an hour. Um, and then that just helped. I knew I could at least pay my rent um, yeah. for a couple of months by having that. So I think, yeah, looking at a little bit of freelance work that you can do while you make that Absolutely. transition, yeah. because it can be quite scary to just quit and go, gosh, how am I going to make money? Scary. I actually had, um, I was pretty lucky. And again, it was kind of divine timing. It kind of, I, I was offered a job um, just randomly. Someone kind of, I got headhunted and I was offered like a part-time role. And because I was so excited about the business and I knew I kind of had a bit of security from the yoga teaching, I was really able to negotiate the terms that I wanted with this part-time role. And again, it was working for an agency, but because I negotiated the terms and the, and the wage that I wanted, um, I didn't mind it because I was working, I had the work with Tom on the film and with running his retreats. Um, I had the yoga classes and then this was just kind of like a security net because I knew I was going to be earning less than I had previously. Yeah. But to be honest, that lasted about a month and it just, my heart wasn't in it and my heart was in the film. My heart was in my own business. And so I walked away from that pretty quickly, but it was quite nice to have that kind of like little safety net at the start. And, but it, I, I just... I'm so um, passionate about what I do and what I want to do. I just didn't, and I'm not very good at um, only doing half a job. And I felt like because my heart wasn't in this like part-time role I'd taken on, I wasn't doing a good, I didn't feel like I was doing my best job I could have been doing. My head was, my priorities were very much elsewhere. And for me, if I'm not fully investing myself in something, I'm not happy. Yeah. And so I was like, I'd rather walk away from, all of the safety nets. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then just go all focus, in. Yeah, go all in. So, and you've spoken a lot about divine timing and, and it's quite hard to explain to someone that hasn't 
taken that leap of faith and and done it but I remember when I first I was like okay this is the day I'm self-employed how am I going to start earning money and I was like I'll go to yoga went to the yoga studio um and then I was next to a girl and the guy was like we never do partner work we're going to do partner work today so I ended up partnering with this girl and she's like what do you do and I was like oh it's the day I'm sort of trying to start up this blogger agency um mainly in the food space and she she was like oh my gosh I've just quit my job to focus on my food blog and then so went for a coffee after and she was like my first client and gave me the confidence to then go out and and represent other people and I think it's hard to explain but once you 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 can't explain it actually can you You but once you start it's a feeling it's um it's like whatever you believe in whether it's the universe whether it's you know whether you just trust your gut your intuition it's all about your intuition and I think if you take the time to kind of I guess be still and focus on what feels right in your body and in your heart all good things come from that Um, and if we I always think if you um do life from a place of love and not fear which most of us are living in fear in some way and I'm definitely still on myself that's when these sorts of things and opportunities start coming up and the more you kind of push yourself into what you believe is right for you and what you know is right in your heart and in your body the more the universe is going to push you in that direction as well so I think it's just about opening yourself up and surrendering and that's been a big thing for me because I'm a control freak and so surrendering has been scary for me but the more I surrender into what I'm doing and what I know I'm on this planet to do all these opportunities come up and if you and if you don't put yourself out there you don't like if you hadn't have had that conversation in the first place and even had the thought to you know start this business none of that would have even happened and the same is if I hadn't have taken this job with Jack if I hadn't have then met Tom like none of I wouldn't be on the path that I'm on now yeah and how I mean because lots of people want to start their own business but don't have an idea or don't have something they're passionate about um yeah what would you say to them like you say you've got to you know be still listen to your heart listen but how do you how do you tap into that if you've never done it before it's a good question (laughs) it's it's a big question isn't it million dollar question but I, i do wonder you know for some people that haven't found their why haven't found their their calling yet how how do they find that I think it takes time like I I am only really realizing now really really strongly what my purpose is on this planet and and what is it for people that don't know for me it is um helping people with to live their happiest and healthiest life I think that has been my kind of passion and my purpose for a while but more recently having been through various traumas and um, various experiences in my own life my purpose I feel is to help people with anxiety help people with depression help people with stress because you've Um, been can you tell us a little bit about yeah it's not something I've shared much before but um I have definitely I am someone that experiences anxiety a lot um and I actually everything that I've kind of learned in the wellness world I've done to kind of heal myself and to help myself grow and you know with the world being in the state that it is at the moment there is so much stress there is so much anxiety we're all living in a constant state of anxiety without really realizing it half the time and I feel like the 
lowest points in my life have been for a purpose and you know you can't see it at the time but when you look back you know everything is happening for you not to you and I well that's when you grow don't you when you go through these tough times yeah and I massively see that um you know all the you know the big low moments in my life where I felt you know probably was my rock bottom that has led me to then want to help others it's led me to discover how to get myself out of those times and then to use the skills that I've taught myself to help others. And I feel like that's what my purpose is. And how have you got yourself out of those difficult situations? And- Through pro- yoga is huge for me. Yeah. And I'm such a firm believer in the power of movement of the body, of stilling the mind. If I'm honest, I have, you know, working on a film about meditation. Yeah. Um, I felt a, like a fraud for months um, at one point because I wasn't meditating myself. I was letting stress and the stress of work and life and various things happening in my life overwhelm me. And so naturally I went into kind of self-sabotage mode and I was so frustrated because I knew all the techniques. I knew every, every way. I'd been, you know, teaching it on my website. I'd been teaching it through my classes, but I couldn't get myself out of that place. I just was sinking lower and lower. And um, this was just last year. Yeah. Um, and that's not the first time I've kind of had a rock bottom moment. Um, but um, I did have a, a, a big one last year and I felt like a fraud because I felt like I'm, you know, not preaching, but I'm talking to everybody in the world or anyone that will listen about kind of all of these amazing techniques which I firmly believe work but, but you I have was, to do it yourself because it. otherwise it's not authentic no, and, and it's people not. they do, they see through it in some ways don't they yeah. or they you know I think you've got to really live your brand and what you're That's preaching it. and we're not you know we all go through these ups and downs none of us are you know perfect not you know even people that you know are you know massive in the wellness world and have been doing it for you know you know 50 years like they still have these times where you know you're not meditating as much and or you're not moving your body as much and you and you're not eating the right foods even though you know exactly what you need to do for your body um and I had yeah really just got myself to a point where I was very in my head and not in my heart and in my body yeah and um it was really to be honest with you um at the end of last year that I only just turned that round um so I'm feeling you know full of energy again now and feeling like I'm very much on the up but um and did you do that through meditation through changing your diet I know that you taught me um this was a few years ago yeah um to have a green smoothie every morning which I know everyone (laughs) seems to do now but it was like one recipe you gave and it was yeah. really simple and um, that's it and does that's make me feel happy in the morning when good. I have that. <laughs> that makes me happy to him. Um, yeah, I think it's, um, I, I, I had a moment where I was like, look, you need, you need to change. You need to change some big things in your life because you need to move upwards, not downwards. And you can't help others until you can help yourself. And so I just made the decision to get out of bed one day and to it's not like I wasn't practicing yoga because I was I you know I love it it makes me happy but I I wasn't even seeing the benefit of it because I was just doing instead of experiencing yeah um so I just made the decision to really 
to meditate every day even if it's just five minutes I sit down in the morning and I've promised myself that I would do that and I feel dramatically different from doing it even for a few months um and, and just five minutes I need to do this yeah, another girl on the minutes. podcast Nat was saying do it she gets up at five thirty to make sure she does it yeah and we were saying like the most successful people in the world do you know, that's something that um, goes across Absolutely. the board is meditation it's so powerful and it's it's funny because it it takes time and it you know you could do a five minute meditation and not feel hugely different but it's kind of the consistency with it yeah um so i've been doing that every day i've gone back to practicing yoga but being a teacher you're in a yoga class and quite often you're comparing yourself to other teachers which obviously is not what you're supposed to do as a, <laughs> they always say do not compare yourself exactly. to other students and but I will sit there and be like oh I'm not comparing myself to students it's more like I'm listening to what the teacher's saying oh I should have I should put that in my class or maybe I should speak like that but that's you know being a good yoga teacher is all about being yourself yeah um Anyway, I think I was, it's the same as a business owner because absolutely. I know Nagi who has you know Australia's top food blog she says do not look at competitors yeah. and when she first started out you know it's tempting to look at what other people do and she's like no I'm just gonna do what I believe people want yeah. and um and just stick with that and I think absolutely yeah. it and is really good when you stop comparing yourself to other people other businesses because it's, it, it, it's just key. a perception isn't it yeah. of or oh, they're very successful and that's that's the point I got to at the end of last year I was so, so deep in comparison that I didn't know who I was anymore yeah and so really this year is for me is about coming back to who I am and teaching from a place of love and from my own heart and um when I practice yoga now I go to a class and I switch my mind up as much as you can and I just feel into my body yeah I focus on my breath I focus on it almost as being like a dance like and I walk out and I'm just I feel alive and yeah. that's what yoga yeah, is it's to that me. euphoric feeling it isn't is it? and out. I just had lost that so that's that they're the main things and also my diet because I'm really um interested in kind of gut health and how your gut connects to your mind and how they affect each other so yeah um I won't go into my road accident but after the accident a year ago I was obviously in hospital for a while and on a lot of drugs and things and so that really killed my gut health yeah and I haven't probably spent the time I've needed to to heal that so another thing I'm focusing on is my gut health so meditation yoga and gut health okay my three key that's good yeah and um, also just touching on the competitive thing, because I think a lot of people compare or look at competitors. And I think it's important to know, you know, who else is in the market. But I remember I used to sometimes think, oh, well, that's been done before. I can't do that. Like, you know, now I'm tr- transitioning to do more business coaching. Yeah. Um, there's lots of business coaches out there, lots of business courses. And I think people listening shouldn't think, oh, it's been done before. So I won't do it totally. because you'll put your own spin on it. You're you know if, you, if you're doing it you know as you yeah. then it's going to be totally different to what someone else offers so important I think um when I first started the blog um when it was coconuts and salty kisses I compared so much to what everybody else was doing this is back in 2013 and that's one of the biggest lessons I have learned whilst I went back to comparison last year yeah I think it's so easy to do but um is one of the biggest lessons I learned was you can't move forwards if you're trying to be the same as others or or if you think to yourself what's the point in doing this somebody else has done it because all you need to do is take what is successful in the world and put your own spin on it and that will be successful yeah I think I, I did some Tony Robbins um course on that and he was yeah. saying 
um, you've done Tony Wilder, yeah. so haven't you? Yeah, yeah I love he Tony. Was, <laughs> yeah, he was saying something similar to that. Like, you know, he's obviously world's most successful business yeah. business coach and, well, coaching everyone from all, all different things of life, isn't he? But, um, yeah, he was saying that as well, like just yeah. to um, – you'll be totally unique in what you're doing and actually it is – you know, for people listening that haven't found their business idea, look at something that you could do that's already successful. And it's not about copying it, but it's about saying, well, there is a market for that. And, you know, how can I also do something worthwhile in that space? Absolutely. I think I think there is something to be said for finding a niche in a market. But, um, uh, you know, absolutely, there's, there's such a need for, you know, coaches. There's a need for you know, thousands of people in every, or millions of people in every industry. And, you know, if we're all doing something um, that ultimately is helping someone else and we're just putting our own spin on it, then there's always going to be a need for that. So I think don't be afraid to, um, you know, yoga teaching. There are millions of yoga teachers in the world. Like if, if I thought to myself, oh, well, there's, there's one other yoga teacher I can't teach yoga. You know, I would never have gone into it, but um, every class I teach, especially now, I try and put my own kind of personality into it. All of my own learnings, and you can do this in any business, but every learning I've had in life, you know, from past traumas to, um, you know, other challenges that I've faced, I bring all of that to my classes. I bring all of that to my business. And only I can do that. There's only one me in the world. Yeah. And there's only one of everyone. So you have to exactly. bring yourself into your business. Yeah, it's so true. And everyone will have a different story Absolutely. to share that people will resonate with. So I think it's focusing on how are you going to, you know, what problem are you solving? How are you going to help others when you start yeah. your business? not how am I going to make money because um, as long as you're valuing what you're doing absolutely the money will come yeah and I think the other side of that is um, and certainly that again this is something I did at the start that I would change if I had my time over but I was so focused on doing everything perfectly and like waiting for the right time to start and um Look, there's never going to be a right no, time. It's never I'm gonna... still guilty of that. I, my motto this year is action over perfection, but yeah. I still hold back. Like I'm meant to send this totally. newsletter out and I'm holding back on yeah. it. And it's just... It's the fear it's of fear. kind of judgment or, you know, it not being, saying the right thing or whatever it might be. But um, my, almost one of my biggest um, tips or pieces of advice would be to just start, don't let fear hold you back because... I think I could have done what I'm doing now. Actually, I couldn't have done because of visas. But, you know, many years ago, I could have probably moved faster than I did. But I let fear hold me back for so many years because I didn't feel like I was ready. I didn't feel like I had enough skill in what I was doing. And even with my teaching now, um, you know, I'm, I'm in the process of creating an online course. I am taking a year, actually, to do a lot of training this year because I actually do feel like I need that to make the course as valuable as possible for everybody that will be on it yeah um but there's still things I can be doing in that time whilst I'm training um I'm not just going to completely stop so I think there is obviously you do need a skill and um you need to refine keep refining that skill but um I still think you can start wherever you are if you have a passion just start and you'll figure it out everything's yeah. figure out of all <laughs> have you read that book by Marie I haven't, Forleo but I'm, I'm obsessed with her and I've, I've, I've just it. bought just, it actually yeah I've got it is it on the shelf there it's somewhere and um yeah I keep meaning to read it yeah and, I love her and I've followed her stuff for years and she's always saying that she's like again she says just start and with everything you will always find a way 
you know, through challenges. Um, But you have to kind of move forwards to be able to do that. Exactly. I think that's a really good good point to end on. Yeah. Um, I do just want to ask you the six questions that we're going to be talking about in the business event next week. So for anyone listening, uh, Joey, um, anyone listening that lives in Manly or in Sydney, um, Joey's going to be speaking as one of the five panellists at our How to Start and Scale Your Business event. So if you want to hear more from her, you should buy your tickets. I'll put a link um, link on the page for where to get them. So based on the business event, I'm going to be talking about the six steps to starting and scaling your business. So on these, just say whatever comes to your head first. So number one is find your why, which is obviously very strong for you. So what is your mission, purpose, and how's your business aligned to that? Um, I, as I said previously, my mission and purpose is to help people live their happiest and healthiest life um, with a particular focus on helping people move through anxiety and stress and depression and PTSD, um, moving through trauma. Yeah. And overcoming your fears, and you've spoken a little bit about this, what fears have you overcome? Is it a fear of failure, was it? Or is it a fear of... Oh my goodness, so many fears. But I guess, yeah, the biggest one's a fear of failure. Actually, fear of success has been oh, a big really? one for me, interestingly. Why would you fear success? Um, like, I think that comes back to childhood things, which is a whole other conversation. But yeah. um, it's, um, I don't know, it's the fear of what happens if I do make it? what happens if I do grow to the point that I want to like what happens then it's kind of it's almost like the unknown I guess yeah okay and I guess there's some anxiety around that isn't there absolutely yeah um and defining your niche so um how have you sort of defined your your niche and your target market your target customers um I very much I definitely focus more on women and helping women than I do I definitely am kind of open to helping both, but I think my market is definitely more females. um, And I'm definitely moving in more towards people who are experiencing, you know, anxiety and um, who need help with that. So um, I've defined it through my own experiences in life um, and kind of, I guess, realizing that that's my purpose. And the reason I've gone through all of that is to then help other people and use the skills I've taught myself to help others. Yeah, well, I think if you haven't been through the experience yourself, um, you can't reteach others. Like I do see a lot of business coaches out there that have never run their own business. So how can you teach that if you you haven't been through it? Um, Building an authentic brand. So, you know, you started Coco Hub. How have you built it and grown it? You've now got... Um, an Instagram following and how have you you know some people starting out that have no followers how have you you grown it have you been consistent with your message created content yeah, regularly what I think yeah the biggest thing there is consistency um like I'm guilty of not being consistent all the time because I have let fear kind of get in the way at times um and comparison um but I the thing I've learned is consistency is the only way to kind of grow and also engagement with your community so you know the biggest thing is that you are building this community of, of people and you want to interact with each other. And if you're trying to help them, you want to make sure that you're engaging with them. And um, yeah, they're, I'd say they're the two biggest things, consistency and engagement. Yeah. And I actually, it was my next one is, was listening to your customers and, you know, speaking to them as friends and 
how do you, do you, have you got feedback a lot from your community and, you know, so you can keep refining your brand and keep giving them what they want? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've had feedback from some classes. Um, I've never had anything negative, which I think would probably help me if I yeah. did. Constructive um, feedback is uh, always good. Yeah, I mean, but I, I have seen people actually um, putting out surveys to ask for feedback, um, which I think is probably a really good idea and maybe something I should focus yeah. on this year. But um, yeah, that's... Okay. Yeah, Survey Monkey. that's always a good one. Yeah, that's, um, a, good, that's yeah. a great idea. And yeah, knowing your values, that's number six is, I think it's so important. So, you know, what to charge and yeah, I've kind of spoken about this really, but um, yeah, people that don't really know what to charge, I think, what advice would you give to them? Um, I think be confident in your own abilities, um, believe in your own self-worth um, and I mean, in terms of knowing what to charge, kind of look at what other people in the industry are charging and um, you you can kind of base it around that. Um, But believe in yourself. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, Don't don't lowball yourself when you first start out because then it's actually really hard to claw yourself back to where you probably should have started. Yeah, I can. That's a big mistake that I made. So yeah, no one else made that mistake. Yeah, (laughs) Charge something. Apparently you should charge three times... So come up with a figure and times it by three, three. which yeah. is quite scary, but I, I it's always better to overcharge than undercharge. Absolutely. I was well, reading. kind of, actually. In a way. <laughs> <Take that back. laughs> Not overcharge, but I always like to charge something and then More than what you probably negotiate think. down from yes. that as opposed to undercharging. Yeah. I read something actually the other day that um, take the yearly amount that you want to earn and then just remove, I think it was three noughts or yeah, three noughts. That's your hourly rate. Oh, so wow. Say okay. if it's, for example, $100,000, yeah. remove three, three knots, your hourly rate should be $100. Yeah. Because then by the time you've been charged tax and, you know, whatever else you have to pay out, that's pretty much the amount you'll be earning for the year. Yeah, that's everything. a good tip. And it does actually kind of work out. That's kind of just a bit of a... Okay, I might do that. So yeah, if you want to earn a million, million, then you should be charging $1,000 hourly yeah. rate. My maths is very good. Is yeah, that no, right? that, that yeah. is right. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> you should be charging me for this podcast, $1,000 <laughs> for an interview. Okay, well, on that note, um, thanks so much, Joey. Thanks and, for having um, me. Yeah, lovely to have you on the show. So for anyone listening as well, um, we'll share the details of the event in Manly. And if you want to become um, the go-to expert in your industry and turn your business dreams into reality, then get in touch to find out about our coaching and business programs. My email is vic at upsiders.co and subscribe or write a review would be great on the podcast um, so we can keep bringing you interesting interviews. Okay, thanks everyone. Bye.